was amazed a week or so later I received a phone call from this good elder that's going to be preaching he may not even remember that thanked me for the consideration kindness the letter I thought wow what a wonderful gesture to acknowledge that and make the call there are men that are very eloquent and they stand in the pulpit and preach and brother Phillips is one of those men there are, there are men who seem like uh, some, somebody said that brother Phillips can preach more on accident than they can on purpose the voice so many things the knowledge, the wisdom a lot of men are blessed with these various characteristics but we're about to hear a man that's blessed with all of them but more than that when I think of my neighbor brother Mike Phillips and his preaching I think of a man that as he's preaching has never failed one time when I've heard him to preach from his heart to my heart. Brother Davis talked about head to head the other the other day in a session, and that doesn't get the job done. It's got to be a heart thing. It's got to be with a passion. Amen. I love this man. I esteem him highly. I consider him a dear friend. He's one of my closest neighbors geographically, and I feel like in spirit. Brother Phillips, we want you to feel your liberty today. And I want you to come and deliver what the Lord has said to you. Amen. Are you ready to receive the word of the Lord? Let's lift our hands one more time. Is this good, Elder? His goodness. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Thank the Lord. Oh, I think we can lift it up just a little bit more here today. I know it's an afternoon, but it's worship time. It's an afternoon, but it's praise unto the Lord. Oh, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Clap your hands, all ye people. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank God, thank God, thank God. Hallelujah. And the writer said, what shall I render unto the Lord for all of his benefits? He has benefited us. Thank God in very distinct and very special ways in these recent days. And uh, he's blessed us so much. God bless you. And you can be seated just for a moment. I, I know we're up and down a lot. But, hey, we're Pentecostals, aren't we? And uh, that's, that just seems like it's part of it. Uh, but uh, we want to take a moment and say that how honored that we are to be here. And just to be in these services is a... Uh, 
a great honor within itself and of course to have the additional honor of being asked to be a part and that in speaking and trying to uh, speak for the Lord and try to be a blessing uh, in this afternoon service is such such a, a great great honor praise God and uh, I think it's very very commendable that uh, Pastor Morgan felt at this time in the history of this assembly and mile marker of 60 years uh, I think it's very commendable that he had the burden in his heart to uh, to give these services and do this to commemorate the history uh, of this great church praise God and this church ought to be very uh, mindful of that uh, he hasn't been here real long and yet he salutes the past and is thankful for those who have preceded him and uh, wanted to have these services. And my, what a, what a history that the Sulphur Church has. What a history. I am in no wise familiar with all of it. It uh, occurred to me while uh, Elder Lee was uh, doing such a great job leading the service today uh, I, I hope I'm not uh, missing it I really don't think I am but I I, I have to believe that Elder Lee uh, in the present congregation I, I have to believe that Elder and Sister Lee are uh, most familiar with long history uh, of this church and uh, brother Jimmy Lee came here those years ago and stole a precious saint out of this church to make her his bride and he's still shouting happy about it and, and uh, he's a great man but she's still the better half no 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 they're just tremendous people and been long long time friends and I thought how fitting it was for him to uh, be here and it would even be more fitting if uh, I could just step aside and let him take the remainder of the service today. But we honor him. But uh, yes, he he knows a whole lot about the Sulphur the Sulphur Church. And uh, I I don't want to you know I, I'm 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 getting old enough to do a lot of uh, a lot of reminiscing. Um, and by the way, those two beautiful girls that were singing in the trio last night, my my daughters. Amen. And they're good looks. You can you can uh, count that to my wife. It didn't come from me, but uh, thank you for no amens. I appreciate that. It's very very kind. It got real quiet. It got real quiet. You're you're so kind. God bless you. Amen. But uh, she done a marvelous job raising my girls and. I, I, I tried to help along the way, but she took care of business pretty good, so I, uh, I didn't have a whole lot to do with that, but uh, we, it's so good to have my wife with me. Uh, I, I do travel a little bit, and she's not able to go all the time, but we're, we're happy to have her, and uh, she, she is my better half for sure. And uh, I was thinking... And I'm going to hurry now. I was thinking about my acquaintance with the, the Sulphur Church. Um, I came in revival. It must have been in the early 80s, 82, 83, 
probably 82, I think, maybe 81, you know, you, my girls were just getting ready to start school, and uh, we had to make a stop and take care of some arrangements for their curriculum and such, and uh, Elder Carl Ballestero was here and pastoring in those days, and, uh, and I was terribly uh, concerned about coming and preaching uh, for Brother Ballestero. I was just in my early 20s, 25, six years old, and mid-20s, and, and I was going to be late. I was going to be late because I'd been detained, and uh, I picked up the phone and called him, which is scared to death to call him. I was to have been there on a certain time, and we were going to go eat, and, and I called him, and, and, and uh, just was very great concern. I said, Elder, I, I, I'm so sorry. I it looks like it's just impossible for me to make the time and that we had planned and I'm, I'm, I'm just detained and I stammered and stuttered and, and Brother Ballestero, he, uh, he got quiet, he got quiet and uh, I, I just about had a heart attack. I, I thought the, the elder's upset, I'm, 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 not, I'm not being punctual, I'm not on time and, and I'm fixing to get a lecture. He's waiting on me, and uh, in his stately way, he just said, well, son, and then he got quiet again, and I held the phone, and uh, I held the phone. He said, I, he said I, I've learned in this life that a man's just got to be flexible. He said, just get here when you can, <laughs> and uh, I... I caught up those few baited breaths and got kind of got my bearings again. But anyhow, I just uh, that don't mean much to you, but I remember it. I remember. It. And uh, from there, we were here in, in 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 service and revival. And this church is kind, is kindness to me in those days and helping me and and preaching with me. And uh, I look around and see some of the same faces here that were there those many years ago. And uh, it deeply, deeply touches my heart. Amen. Thank God for the faithful saints of God. Thank God for the faithful, faithful saints of God. And what a tremendous history, the ministries that have been here, with the exception of, uh, of two of those men I have known. I have known or been acquainted in some measure with all of them except two. And uh, that being, uh, I learned last night, Elder Weeks was involved in the early days, and then I never had the pleasure of meeting Elder Cranford. Uh, but from that time on, uh, acquainted with uh, uh, the men that have pastored this church, came by in the late 80s, preached one night for Brother uh, Donald Mead when he was here on my way to California passing through. And oh, 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 I told you, when you get old, you just, you just reminisce. And uh, yeah, dinner's dinner's gonna have to happen. I know, so I'm gonna hurry. Uh, and of course, my friend Elder Alviar being here the the number of years that he was here, and my my regrets are that uh, Sister Phillips and I didn't uh, redeem the moments and uh, be with them more often when they were when they were here. But I was blessed to come. I think he had an anniversary service or two, and. He let me preach one of them, I think, a service or so, and and uh, then some other times being in services and such. So, so many, many memories. God bless this church. What a, 
What a favor you have had from God. Amen. What a favor you've had from God. Sending you the able, gifted ministries that he has sent you. Praise God. And, of course, Elder Morgan being here at this uh, time, God sending him here and his gifted ministry. He has preached for us in Vider. Been a tremendous blessing all over the country and foreign countries and gifted songwriter and musician and you know, some have it all. They, they just can preach good, sing good, play good. And uh, he, he's got that stately look. He looks like he could run for governor. I'm telling you. He just got that, he just got that look about him. And uh, I, I tell you what, he, he it, and charm, and he's got all of that southern hospitality, and, and uh, he's got all of that goodness. Praise God. And uh, Probably the biggest mistake he's made is putting me up here today. Unto uh, the present moment, he's done good. But uh, we're, we're so honored to be his friend and he enabled us uh, to uh, make our lives travel, travel together. So good to see all the ministry. I apologize for not being here Wednesday night, Elder Dunlap. I'm sorry that I wasn't here Wednesday night. I was away the weekend and you know sometimes I guess I just felt like I needed to hang around the house and try to earn my keep Wednesday night and uh, I don't know if it, I don't know if it helped or hurt but I did it uh, but uh, anyhow I'm sorry I missed your message but I heard you today I heard you loud and clear today wow what a great word Elder Davis uh, yesterday in the pre preaching session and the preacher's session time my friend my friend been to his church numbers of times in wheelersburg a great great revival church and such a tremendous tremendous preacher and we're looking forward to tonight now i it, it dawned on to me this is a real deal that i'm trying to get a hold of wrap my brain around this you know they put the old guys up in the afternoon Yeah, they, they put the old guys up. And uh, I was sitting at the table last night. I said, I've been in a time machine or something, and it all jumped up. And uh, and uh, Brother brother Dunlap gets up here, and, and uh, man, he's got that stately look and that beautiful black hair with just that little just that little color in it that adds to it and got that stately look. And Brother brother Alviar, he's, he's got that. He's got that salt and pepper, a little more salt than pepper lately, and and uh, and, uh, and you know, you know, he's got that beautiful black hair, brother, brother Davis, my friend. You, you want me to preach? Now this is the best part, so you enjoy this, brother. Brother Davis has got that uh, stately look and that gray hair. Of course, you know, to me, any color's pretty. <laughs> amen, amen. Thank you, thank you, Sulphur Church. You've all been so gracious and so kind. And, and uh, are we going to eat when I'm done? I, I'm, I'm, what was that, sir? Yeah, I've got him by 11 months, and he won't let me forget it. 
It's a shame he looks so much older than me, though. I love this. Uh, you're not going to sleep today, folks. We're going to. Amen. But there's a lot of comedians out of work, too. You understand that? I, I, I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to get it out of here. Whatever that means, I'm going to put it right there. All right, we're going to do it again. Would you stand? Forgive me for my rambling, and uh, I, I've got to, I got to, you didn't tell me what the schedule was, Brother Morgan. You didn't, you didn't tell me what the schedule was. Uh, well, 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 I don't want to mess anything up. I, I, I uh, Brother Alviar mentioned about not having some well-oiled, prepared sermon. Well, he fooled the rest of us. Uh, I'm talking about he he he, uh, he let us know it was some ever more preaching last night, and um, I'm not sure how all of this will happen today. It might be just an afternoon Bible lesson, uh, uh, but I sincerely sincerely want to try to bless you. The Book of Saint John. I will read chapter eight from the eighth chapter of the Book of Saint John. I'm going to break uh, protocol, perhaps, and read uh, a couple of other passages, whether that is uh, uh, proper or not. I uh, just could not uh, fail to read yet some other passages. I'm asking the Lord. I stand here in faith today, wanting God to help me uh, to bless you for the next little while. Praise God. John chapter 8, I would read verses 30 and uh, 31 through verse 32. As he spake these words, many believed on him. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, if ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free, if ye continue in my word. The book of St. Luke, chapter number 24, I'll read beginning verse 50 uh, through the conclusion of this chapter, verse 53. Luke 24 and verse 50. And he led them out as far as to Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass, while he blessed them, he was, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually, continually in the temple Notice, please, praising and blessing God continually in the temple, praising and blessing God. Another notable scripture, the book of Acts, chapter 2 and uh, verse 42. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in Prayers, Verse 46, And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God. 
praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. I want to talk to you today for just a little while. And uh, I'm just a down-home kind of fella. So I, I'm just going to have to do it the way I do it. I, I just want to talk to the Sulphur Church and all of the dear saints of God from whatever location and assembly that you might be from. I want to I want to encourage us this afternoon. And what you say, let's just keep having church. Let, let, let's just let's just keep having church. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Could you say praise the Lord? May the Lord add his blessing to our efforts today in Jesus' name. God bless you and you can be seated. Forgive me for having you stand so long. The 24th chapter of the book of St. Luke has forever, always it seems, been a very, very special place to me in the Word of God from the time that I was just a small boy or a young boy in my Bible reading and Looking into the scripture, the 24th chapter of the writings of St. Luke's gospel says so much. It has spoken so very, very much to my heart. The setting is, of course, that it is the uh, first day of the week. Jesus has been crucified and um, Joseph Arimathea in the 23rd chapter in the closing verses comes begging the body of our Lord. There are some uh, ladies that are also present as he takes the body of the Lord and uh, makes his way with that body to the tomb, his own, wherein never a man had laid. And the Bible said in verse 55 of chapter 23, and the women also which came with him from Galilee followed after and they beheld the sepulcher and how his body was laid. These must be uh, in reference to some of the same that are mentioned in the 8th chapter. Just a point of thought, but in the 8th chapter around the second verse of Luke's gospel, uh, there is occurred there the reference to these ladies, these women among them, uh, Mary Magdalene, from which the Lord had cast out uh, devils. And uh, in the 8th chapter, I believe it's recorded that these ladies uh, followed him and ministered unto him. And it would appear that it's of this same number that are yet here, and uh, they are still faithfully following. Now, the body of the one that they had followed and uh, listened to is deceased, Joseph Arimathea has the body and they want to go the last mile as they possibly can. They come to the sepulchre and uh, they observe while Joseph lays the body in the sepulchre. Uh, it's about the time of the Sabbath and uh, there's no work to be done on the Sabbath so they have to wait, it appears, if I'm reading the text correctly. Uh, and just prior to the Sabbath, they began to make preparation with the uh, ointments and such that was customary to apply to the uh, body of a deceased one in those days. And now 
at the opening of chapter 24, it is the first day of the week and they're coming urgently, they're coming early in the morning, these that had followed the Lord and they who had been said of them that they were ministering to him, now they still want to do something for him. And they're bringing, they're bringing uh, the ointments and, and the spices. The story unfolds, of course. They arrive, the stone to the sepulcher is rolled away. They hasten and enter and look, and uh, they found not the body of the Lord Jesus. Verse 4 tells us, obviously, they are perplexed, and while they are Considering all of these things angelic, it must have been, of course, visitors that came. Verse 4 references them as two men that stood by them in, in, in shining garments. And these that were there were, yes, afraid. They bowed their faces to the earth. And uh, these strange visitors to the earth speak to these frightened hearts and say, why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here. He is, he is risen. And uh, even, even these uh, angelic visitors bring back something to their, to their minds. Uh, they said to them, remember how? Do you remember how he spake unto you when you was yet in Galilee? I'm telling you, heaven had been observing this whole play. This, uh, the heavens had been observing this, this whole situation. And to these uh, frightened and uh, scared individuals, perplexed comes the voice of these messengers. You need to remember uh, what he said while he was yet with you in Galilee. He told you that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and to be crucified. And, and he told you that the third day he, he, he was to rise again. And uh, verse 8, I wonder if they may have looked at one another while they were trembling. And the verse 8 says, though, and they remembered. And they remembered his, his words. And now... Uh, they returned from the sepulcher and told all of these things to the eleven, uh, uh, to the rest of the uh, apostles. They speak of it. And again, verse 10 of chapter 24 mentions Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and uh, other women with them. And they're there, and they're having this uh, revival of sorts, and they're having this conference. And uh, strangely enough, Sadly enough, verse 11, and their words seemed to them as idle tales, and they believed them not. They, they couldn't quite get it all together. Their words seemed as idle tales, and, and they believed them not. I want to say, now wait a minute, now wait a minute. You have been walking with the master teacher for three or three and a half years and uh, and as I checked the record there were several times there were several times that uh, that the Lord began if you please to part the curtain and uh, tried to explain to them his mission and tried to explain to them his purpose upon the earth 
There was a number of times that he plainly tells them the Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of the chief priest and the elders, and he is going to be uh, he's going to be mistreated and he's going to be slain. And he told them very explicitly and very plainly. There were other times that he uh, alluded to the uh, happenings that were going to occur in his life. One of the main uh, settings of this glorious gospel, uh, John chapter 3 and verse 16, For God so loved uh, the world that he gave his only begotten Son, and so on. But just previous to that, Jesus trying to uh, drop the words on them, he said, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness... Even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. He said things like, uh, hey, as Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be in the, in the heart of the earth. And uh, here he is, given these, what we would say, Bible lessons, given these messages, uh, imparting these truths, and they're probably still caught up in the concept of a Messiah that's going to be riding one day a white stallion and setting up some kind of earthly kingdom. They've got all of these ideals in their mind and, and a suffering Christ and a dying Messiah. Well, it just wasn't in the mix. Amen. It just wasn't in the mix. You know, it's a strange thing that without the Holy Ghost, how much preaching you can hear that don't do you no good. I mean the master teacher of the ages. But brother, they're still caught up. They got calluses still on their hands from working with the fishing nets. And, and old Matthew, he's still got all kind of figures in his mind from being at the tax. I'm going to do it like I want to. So y'all might as well. And, and, and they're, they're still caught. And I know they've got the calling. And I know they left the boats and the nets and their fathers. But, brother, when it comes to spiritual matters, they were a day late and a dollar short, friend. They, they, they still didn't have it all together. And I'm telling you, when they came even from the sepulcher and said, uh, uh, angels talk to us. And, uh, and the tomb is empty and the stone is rolled away. And even after all the preaching and after all the teaching, uh, they said, uh, what in the world have you been doing? And their words seemed unto them as idle tales. But Peter said, I'll tell you one thing. I'm fixing to take me a little trot. I'm fixing to take me a run. And he runs down to the sepulcher. And there must have been somebody else trying to, trying to catch up. And uh, uh, he gets there. And brother, he finds it just like like they said he finds it just like they said and departing from there uh, two men two men this is a beautiful story uh, in this 24th chapter of Luke these two men uh, travelers on this Emmaus road and uh, uh, they're walking together and their countenance is sad and uh, uh, but Jesus the resurrected Christ uh, appears to them and the Bible said their eyes were whole and that they should not know him and the and the conversation ensues that Jesus says what uh, manner of communication are these that you have one to another and as you're walking and, and you're so sad 
And the man, one of the disciples, begins to speak. Oh, oh, you must be a stranger here. And uh, you, you, you don't know uh, current events. Uh, you, you really don't know what is taking place. And, uh, and Jesus says, what things? What things? He said, hey, concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people. And hey, the chief priests and rulers have delivered him to be condemned to death. And they've crucified him. And we trusted we trusted that it was he who should have been uh, the redeemer of Israel. And beside all of this, uh, three days have already went by. And we had thought that he was the Christ. We had thought that he was the Messiah. And uh, there were visitors to the tomb. And they're coming back. And now they're saying he's not there. And, and the confusion that was in their hearts and minds. And then, and then, what a moment. When Jesus said, oh, fools and slow of heart to believe, to believe, to believe all that the prophets, all that the prophets have, have spoken. He had already told them. John's writing told us that he had told them in John 5, 43, search the scripture. They are they which testify of me. He'd already been trying to knock at their brain and try to open up their heart to oh, search the scripture. Search the scripture. Hallelujah. When he taught that lesson that we have of the, of the uh, sights into the hereafter and into the beyond, you'll remember, the one that was in hell said, Hey, send somebody to, to my brethren, lest they come to this place of torment. Send an evangel. Send an evangelist uh, from here to there. Uh, and Jesus uh, taught them, said, uh, they, they have, they have Moses. And they have the prophets. Let them hear them. Uh, that's, that's as good as it's going to get. Praise the Lord. Uh, that, that's all they're getting. They're not getting a, a voice from the beyond. There ain't nobody from there coming back here. Amen. Jesus was so involved and so uh, uh, wrapped up, if you will, and so uh, obsessed. And that may not be a good word, but he was, uh, yeah, he was continually endorsing the prophets. He was in, that's all they get. That's all they get. And I don't want to get sidetracked in my little afternoon lesson here today, but that's all we get. That's all we get. And for the crowd that's always wanting something uh, different, and if God's going to save me, and if God's going to make me spiritual, and if, and if I'm going to, if I'm going to really be the saint that I could be, uh, angels are going to have to come down, and I'm I'm just going to have to have a little bit more than the average. I want to say one more time, Amen. That God had chose by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. I, I just have to tell you that a preacher with an open Bible, that's all you're getting. 
I, I, I don't discount God don't give visions and dreams don't, don't go there but I'm telling you when it comes to your economy with God and our spirituality with God it's still God's plan how shall they hear without a preacher how shall he preach except he be sent faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. 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 And uh, you can be seen that these dejected men are walking along. And, and they have the conversation with the risen Christ for whatever reason and however it occurred. They did not know him. But he said, you fools and slow of heart. Why is it that you do not understand that you need to believe all that the prophets have spoken? And this is much, much, much of what the prophets spoke. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and have entered into his glory? Amen. Oh, oh, oh. And there's some folks here from Vider, and they've heard this and heard this and heard this. And, and if I'm still in Vider and I preach till the rest of the hair slips off of my head, they're going to hear some more. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, listen to these beautiful words. Wouldn't you love to have been there? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, uh, he expounded in, unto them uh, in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Oh, yeah. He'd already told them, they are they which testify of me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And oh, I can't tell you this afternoon. I, I would that I had the number to try to tell you how many prophecies in the Old Testament. How many prophecies in the Old Testament. In case you need to know, and you do, Jesus is the subject of the Bible. Hallelujah. He is the subject of the Bible. When what was the scriptures was only the five books of Moses, he was the subjects of that five books. They were they which testified of him. Praise God. I'm telling you, we're not a part of something that just scrapped out of the, of a, of the ground and, and just grew up like a wild weed. Amen. We're a part of something that God had in his mind from before the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. It wasn't. It wasn't some just uh, an evolving. And while it could be thought of as an evolving situation. But oh friend. There has always been a divine design. Ah, yeah, there's always been a, a divine design. And ever since our adversary, the devil, showed up on the scene. And I'll remind you, the book doesn't go far till the devil shows up. I don't go far until the serpent, more subtle than any beast of the field, he makes his way into paradise. And for all of you that are looking for the perfect church, the perfect preacher, and the perfect situation, the perfect everything, I'm telling you, the devil can mess up paradise. He, 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 he come in there. He come in there and uh, he got to talking to that. He got to talking to that woman, and that's generally where the trouble starts. But. <coughs> 
and and uh, he 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 got things going and and uh, uh, I'm telling you though way back there way back and when the Bible said that Jesus talked to these men on the road to Emmaus and beginning at Moses the law and the prophets it had to have included the book of Genesis brother I, I just got a feeling that his Bible class started that day uh, was saying you know what there was a message back there to the serpent that one was going to be born of the seed of the woman that would bruise the head of the serpent. Genesis 3.15, I'm telling you, it started right there. Amen. The divine record started right there. And before long, it has things to say. A prophet like unto Moses will God raise up. Hallelujah. And a little while later, it talks about uh, a lawgiver shall not depart. Oh, until Shiloh come. And unto him shall the gathering and God with his telescopic vision and divine plan. I, I, I like the words of the old hymn. I, I like some of them old hymns. It was love that drew salvation's plan. And it was grace that brought it down to man. And what a mighty gulf. Oh, yeah. From Adam and Eve, sowing fig leaves together and running from one they used to welcome. Amen. And running from fellowship they used to love. Because of the introduction of sin and because of trespass and because of transgression and, and they're sowing fig leaves and they're running from the fellowship and the presence of the almighty God. Oh, there was a gulf that needed span. There was a bridge that needed built. Hallelujah. And I may be just shotgunning a little and getting ahead of myself, but I like it. I like it. I believe Paul said it so well there is one God and one mediator between God and man I'm glad I'm in a church that knows something about the man the man the man Christ Jesus not a second person of a heavenly committee Amen. But with the purpose of being a mediator. For the purpose of being the propitiation for sin. For the purpose of doing the complete and perfect work of the high priest. He could at one time become the high priest and the sacrifice. Glory to God. Glory to God. Aren't you glad you're a one God apostolic? Aren't you glad you're not stumbling over duotheism or trinitarianism or any other ism or schism hey man that for 60 years in sulfur louisiana since the first man stepped in here if it was at a house meeting and i don't know if it was at a borrowed room somewhere i don't know but from 60 years ago somebody's been proclaiming hero israel 
Amen. Amen. Uh, not an argument. Not a debate. Non-negotiable. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Amen, amen. Every preacher that's graced any kind of pulpit, however it was built and whatever structure the building was, stepped to the podium and said, there's one God, there's one God, there's one God. And they joined, they adjured, they amened, they preached the words of Jesus. And beginning at Moses... The law and the prophets. They said, there he is. There he is. There he is. Hey, hey, there he is. He's the laver in the temple. There he is. He's the altar. There he is. He's the sacrifice. There he is. He's the high priest. There he is. He's the red veil. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody said, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And they told them, uh, Jesus began to teach to them. Ah, uh, he comes to their house because they constrained him. Hey, they constrained him. Thank God. You know, people that uh, get special insights and really have... Uh, uh, they really, they really have a relationship. Uh, thank you, Brother Holland. It's the they who hunger. It, uh, it, it happens to they who thirst. Amen. The casual and the, and the little lackadaisical and the little laid back attitude. They just, they just don't get the nectar. It just don't seem like they find the honey. They don't get it out of the rock. It's they that hunger. Amen. And, and Jesus gave them the Bible class. And well, I'll see you later. No, you're not going nowhere. And they constrained him and said, abide with us. We, 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 can I say it my way? We, we, we'd really like to keep on having church. <laughs> Let's have a little more church. We, we, we'd like to have a little more Bible teaching. Let, let, let's, let, let's have some more church. Uh, abide with us. I'm going to tell you what keeps everything on the front burner around an apostolic church. It ain't just the man spitting the scriptures and spitting in the microphone, but it's some good precious saints. Lord, don't leave us. Lord, don't leave us. Oh, we got to have some more church. We, 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 we'd like you to stay around a little longer. Amen, amen, amen. Well, I'm, I'm feeling all right. You can be seated. I, I think I could say, and there's some saints here. I've been a part of this for a long time, and I'm sure others that are not able to be here today. But, uh, you know, back there in the day, Brother Morgan, they had and uh, some old evangelists like Brother, Brother, Brother Alviar can remember when they had church seven nights a week. 
Amen. That ain't all I remember too. I remember a time I had 30-some services in a row, Brother Townley. Amen. 30-some services in a row. I was preaching from billboards and stop signs, brother. I, 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 try, I try to find me a sermon, brother. I, oh, I try, I've always been scripturally, oh, yeah, you know, you know, you, you know. 30-some days, 30-some services. And uh, I, I'm just going to step out there. You know, I, I've always noticed, even back there in the last century, When some of us were doing some of that, I, I, I still remember. Some of them women must have had a wash night sometime. Some of them guys went ahead and worked in the garden some nights. Amen. But the preacher and the evangelist. And before I go a step further, there were some saints. There were some committed saints. There, 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 you know, there were some committed saints, brother. If brother pastor got up and said, we're having church, brother, the weeds grew in the garden and the beans didn't get picked. There, there, there were, there was some living on the fringes. There were some yawning their way through the sermon and, and there was, there's, there's a, there were some, you know, my God, you know, the, the preacher said, let's all stand. And to them that meant dismissal. It's over. Done. Time out. Amen. Couldn't stay another five minutes and ten minutes. And, and uh, you get quiet and we'll be here past dinner. They, they, they could, ten more minutes, ten more minutes, and here they go. Zip, 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 zap. Here we go. And I'm here. I got the blue star. Give me, the, give me my prize. I'm here. Act like a bunch of kindergartens waiting for the candy at the, in the foyer. Glad you come. Amen. Five more minutes, five more minutes. Does, I mean, is the world going to fall apart in five more minutes? Maybe God wants to do something around the altar. Maybe God likes to seal his word with his presence. Amen. 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 There, there, there's always been that bunch, you know, that just are, are, are just marking the calendar and, and marking the clock. And, uh, oh, thank God for whatever benefit they do have. But, oh, there's some, praise God, that they hear a word from another world. They've got something calling the deep, the deep, the deep, the deep, the deep. It's calling. It's calling. Hey, abide with us. Abide with us. And, and, and we want to abide with you. We want to squeeze everything out of this service. We want to hear every message clear. We want every word to consume. Oh, I'm not home yet. I got to make it. Preacher, preach your heart. Church, I'll help you with the altar service. I'll help you with the pre-service prayer. I'll help you. Let's just keep having church. Oh, let's just keep having church. You can be seated. And oh, it's been through the years in this assembly and every other assembly around the nation and around the world. It's been that segment. It's been that number. 
It's been that nucleus. It's been that heartbeat. It's been that engine room. It's been the fireplace of an assembly. That group that says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. They who sat, as it were, on the end of their pew, what? did God tell our pastor what did God speak to the evangelist oh whatever 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 it is I want to hear it it's that it's that it's that number it's that number amen that year in and year out day in and day out it's that precious number that constrain him it's that precious number that will discipline themselves it's that precious number that deny ungodliness and worldly lust and determine in their heart of hearts I want to be a child of God I want to serve the Lord I want to be an asset to the church I want to be a blessing to the kingdom it's that humble number that say I deserve nothing and he deserves everything I don't need position I don't need name I don't need status I don't need title I just need him I just want him I want his anointing. I want his touch. I want to talk in tongues. I want to rejoice. I want to serve. I want to give. I want to be all that I can be. It's that precious, precious number that just in their spirit saying, we got to, let's just keep having church. I'm looking at a, a number of people here today, and there's a, a cross-section of years, and, and uh, I dare use the word seniority, and uh, there's a cross-section of people that have been some newly come to the faith and, and others that uh, have walked in this highway of holiness for a long time. Yes, from this assembly that I'm addressing and, and all that are present. There are, there's a number from various backgrounds and situations and circumstances. I'm telling us, we ought to be glad that somebody just kept having church to, till, till we got here. I, I, I'm telling you... Even if it was one of those, uh, now give me some room. Don't tie me up. Hey Amen. If you come with your scorecard, just uh, just break the pencil because I'm I'll fill it all up. Just do that because I flunk in every category. But I'm going to preach today. I'm going to give you what I feel in my heart today. Even if it was Brother Morgan, some midweek Bible class, elderly, when a preacher stood up. And Harley would raise his voice above conversational level. And just, uh, now let's turn to ch book here, chapter there. And, and let's, let's read here. And, and uh, just very methodically and, and very calmly. Uh, and, and, and believe it or not, I can do that. 
but uh, just uh, let's read this. Let's read this verse and let's now let's uh, uh, let's compare this verse. And uh, yes, our teachers years back told us let Scripture interpret Scripture. Line upon line, here a little. Let's let Scripture interpret Scripture. That is the premise that we have in all of our doctrinal foundation. Amen. Is that we have uh, uh, the uh, the strength of the Scripture. I, I'm not going to get far from that. I think I'll get back. But we have the strength. Everybody said the strength. Jesus even used the authority and the authenticity. That's a, that's a big word. Are you impressed? I mean, Jesus. I hope, I hope it's in the dictionary. It, 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 Jesus said, the, the scriptures talk about me. Jesus. Oh, I, I have to tell you, in that 24th chapter, after he gave the Bible lesson to the men on the road to Emmaus, hey, he shows up to the disciples, gives them the same business. A body without bloods walking around saying, you know how I got here? You ought to listen to what them prophets said. This ain't no accident. I got here because the prophets said. 700 years ago, some of them said it. They told you where I'd be born. They told you how I'd be born. The prophets. Well, I, I said I'd get there. I guess I'm there. I'm just going to stay there a minute. I'm telling you, when Saul of Tarsus that thought he was doing God's service and was killing men and women and casting them into, into prison and killing them and thought, he said, what I did, he told Timothy, I did it ignorantly. I did it in unbelief. He had sat at the feet of Gamaliel and was learned in all the ways of the law. By his own admission, he said, I was a Pharisee of Pharisees, and touching the law, I was blameless. But brother, after Damascus Road, he come up, hung around the disciples just a few days, and by the time you get to about the 20th verse of that ninth chapter that tells the story of his conversion, the book said, and straightway he was in the synagogue preaching Christ. And you walk through the book of Acts. He had, when he got a hold of it, friend, he got a hold of it. He found it in the scripture. I'm telling you, 60 years ago, somebody come to this town that found something in the scripture. Yeah. That, that, that number that you were telling us about, Brother Holland, somebody said, what, what's this say? What is this all about? What is this baptism in Jesus' name all about? What is this business in Acts? Everybody got the Holy Ghost. There is some evidence. Amen. Here again, line upon line, they found it in the Scripture, in the Scripture, in the Scripture. Oh, help me, Lord. Some of you ain't near as excited as I am, and I, I, don't, I don't guess I have a right to expect you to be. 
Amen. Except we in this last day, in this second and third and fourth generation of Pentecostals uh, that have slept under our pews and hung around our Sunday school classes. Uh, brother, in this day of delusion, uh, in this day of seducing spirits, uh, in this day of doctrines of men, uh, in this day of doctrines of devils, uh, we need another generation coming on that find it in the scripture. That believe it in the scripture. That see it in the scripture. Everybody shout us in the scripture. <laughs> we see that Saul was in the synagogue quite immediately, it seems, preaching Christ. And all the way through the book of Acts. And I, I'm not going to keep you all day in case you're worried. But when he got to Thessalonica, he found a synagogue. Amen. And he went to church. If we could call synagogue a church for, for today, he went to church. Amen. Amen. And the, and the old rabbi pulled out the big scrolls and started reading the scripture. Hallelujah. In the 17th chapter of Acts, the Bible said, Paul, he took those scriptures opening and alleging that Jesus was the Christ. He said, I want you to know that uh, I'm bound by these chains because of the hope of Israel that is written about in the scripture. Brother, when he got it, he got it. It's in the scripture. It's in the scripture. It's in the scripture. Glory to God. Glory to It's in the scripture. Oh, oh, ah, forgive me. But my great granddaddy and grandma on my mama's side saw something in the scripture. It was baptized in Jesus' name. I think they told me it was in Raccoon Creek. In a little town in Newark, Ohio, uh, Brother Dunlap, uh, amen, raised up there. My great-great-grandparents on my mama's side found something in the Scripture. My granddaddy, I, I, I'm going to brag about it. And, and while bragging, I'm bragging on Jesus. Amen. My grandfather on my dad's side, he wound up with two preacher brothers that were denominal preachers. He hardly had anything, just about nothing to do with them because they heard that Ernie embraced that holy roller, one God tongue talking experience. I know I'm a little reckless here today, but I feel all right in there. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank God. And I'm telling you, I still remember the reading, the writings of Elder Carl Ballestero in his book. And I still remember reading where he said something to this effect, if not these very words. He said, every generation must embrace truth for themselves. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I know I'm shotgunning it here today. But from what I'm hearing... There's some Pentecostal churches doctrine never preached. From what I'm hearing, if they hear anything about Jesus' name, baptism, Holy Ghost talking in tongues, they drag them off in a back room somewhere. 
I'm not against back rooms and having classes and seminars and new converts and classes and whatever. I'm talking about we don't talk about controversial subjects in our Sunday morning service. I'm talking about we don't want to offend anybody in our evangelistic endeavors. Amen. All we want's our all we want's our many skirted beat neck men, beat neck big beat neck airheads in the pulpit singing about a Jesus that they don't know and strobe lights and smoke machines. All we're going to do is compete with the disco. Somebody better pray this off of me today. I'm going to Hallelujah, hallelujah. There are some apostolics who are going to keep our nose in the scripture. And the reason, and the reason, and the reason there's a church in Sulphur is you've had some Bible preaching preachers that preached out of the scripture. That preached the scripture. Hey, let's just keep having church. Let's just keep having Bible church. Let's just keep having Bible preaching. Let's just keep having Bible living. Somebody said, let's keep having church. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there's, there's times that hell comes against churches. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, every week ain't, ain't glory, hallelujah. Amen. And all of my friends know I'm just too painfully transparent and I need help in all categories. And Amen, amen. Go ahead, go ahead. Hey man, I, I know they have a lot of a lot of a lot of fun with me, and I'm not I'm not trying to uh, build a reputation, though I've got one, and I need to change it. But uh, but I'm telling you, bless God, there's one thing you can say that Philip's saying: I ain't a bunch of froth. I ain't a liar, bless God. And I know it ain't always good to tell all the truth in every occasion, but I ain't a liar. And I probably tell more truth than I need to tell, but I ain't a liar. Now, now how's that a case for self-justification? I'm as bad as anybody else, and I need God, but hallelujah. And my wife, just don't say amen too loud over there, please. Lord, uh, yeah, I'm going to tell you. Uh, you know, some churches that wind up getting a breakthrough, whatever that means, and interpretate that any way you want to interpretate that. And, and when it, revival finally comes and you interpretate that any way you want to interpretate that. Some of you is getting a little, sleep, getting a little sleepy. I'm going to wake you up. To some revivals this, some revivals that. Amen. To some of us, revivals, people quitting the sinning business. Some, that's, that sounds sound, sound pretty good to me. It's revivals, people getting sick of being deceptive and liars. 
Revival's when I'm sick of I'm sick of sin. I'm sick of who and what I am. To some of us, to some of us, that that might mean revival. Godly sorrow, sometimes that's revival. Brother Davis, you got a good preacher coming tonight. Dinner's going to be good. Just tolerate me if you have to. Revival. Breakthrough. But you know what? Sometimes, Brother Townley, there's just a whole lot of just having church between that. Sometimes. I'm feeling too at home. Brother, I don't want to embarrass you. Rest of you I ain't worried about. It. I don't. I, no, I don't. <laughs> Sometimes it's just having church. Somebody said, oh, "I'll tell you what, there ain't nothing going on in our church. The last two or three weeks have been a little tight, and the ones usually griping, you couldn't find them in the pre-service prayer with a search warrant. And they can tell you how bad off the church is." They, they sit there and yawn and carry on and act totally bored. The preacher preaching his socks around his ankles and we ain't having we ain't having no church. We just nothing nothing going on. That's right. I've had them call me, Brother McMullen, and tell me my children are backsliding sitting on their pews. I said, really, what your problem is is when I told you seeing your girl cross the, cross the street and her britches down in front of the high school, I think that's your problem, isn't it? I think your problem's you're letting your boy date that sinner girl. I think that may have a little something to do with their spiritual condition. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Help me, Holy Ghost, to behave. Hallelujah. Now you know why I ain't got a big congregation. Now, now you know why nobody likes me. Now you know why Orange and Jefferson County think I'm an idiot. And I get sick and tired of some of these lame brain excuses. Hey, ain't nothing going on. Amen. Ain't nothing for our kids to do. I said, really? 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 Why don't you tell them how why don't you show them how to pray? You know? I may not, I don't, I didn't tell them just every, I, some of that I did tell them, but I, my, my brain's going tick, 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 I'm chewing my tongue bloody sometimes. I'm sorry, dear, I don't want to embarrass you. There ain't nothing she ain't heard before. Ain't nothing going on. I, I'm not, I'm not trying to be smart, but you know, I, 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 there, there, there's a method in this in madness here. <laughs> I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to get our attention. I'm, I'm gonna tell you, Brother Morgan. Amen. God's been good and God's doing good things, and but you and I know, and you've been raised in this. And, and by the way, Brother, Brother Morgan, I salute you, Brother Elder Brother Morgan. You, you got, you got two preacher boys. You and your dear wife done something right. God bless you, sir. God bless you. God bless these good people. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen. God bless you, sir. God bless you, ma'am. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. I, I, I just, 
I, I, you can be seated. I, I don't even look at these fellas. I'm not looking over here and I'm not looking over here, but I just got it in my mind that when they was coming up, church wasn't an option. I'm not going to look. I'm not going to look, but I got it in my mind. They didn't just say, I don't want to go to church on Sunday morning. Some little snotty-nosed 12-year-old kid telling their parents, I ain't going to church. I said, hey, get yourself up. You've got your feet under my table. You're going to church. Shut up. You ain't going to tell me you're not going to church. Don't sit there. You're feeding and eating on my groceries. Bless God, you're going to church. And that ain't all. You're going to act like you got some sense. If you don't, when you get there, you're going to act like you do. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, there's some Morgan saved because mom and dad Morgan said, we're going to keep having church. We're going to keep having church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Up there in, where was it? Up there in Kansas. Home mission work. Hallelujah. And brother, brother, brother Morgan may have been playing the piano a little bit back in those days. And, and barely, barely. And he's he just barely getting by now, but he's a. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't. Wasn't 25 people there some days, I imagine. I've been in home missions work. Brother, I played the piano, sang songs, led the song service. And if anybody prayed, I prayed. <laughs> Hallelujah. I preached to six and seven folks and, and, and so on and so forth. You can be seated. But Mom and Dad Morgan, forgive, I, I hope this ain't too out. They, they said, come on, boys, we're having church. We're having church. Amen. And Brother Hargan, Harden Morgan sitting in a pastor's chair in Salt Louisiana because some good mom and dad said, we're, we're, we're having church. You're going to worship when you get there. And you're going to sing when you get there. How about getting to the prayer service? We're going to have church. I know I'm not doing this pretty. I got a, I got a whole bunch I thought was good stuff. I thought it was. I, I thought it was, and I'm messing up today. Amen. But First Pentecostal Church of Sulphur, what got you here 60 years later is somebody coming to church, somebody paying the tithes, somebody giving in the offering, somebody singing the song, somebody running the aisles, somebody leaving for joy. When folks backslid, they just kept having church. When there was insurrection and rebellion, they just kept having church. When somebody rose up against the ministry, they just kept having church. Oh, lift your hands and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Where's my musicians? They're going to have to help me right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 2015 and the coming of the Lord draw it nigh and the coming of the Lord draw it nigh somebody scream let's keep having church 60 years later let's keep having church And they watched him. And they watched him. And as he was departing, as he was departing, 
nail-scarred hands. He lifted up his hands and blessed them. Brother, he came into this world bringing a blessing. The angel told Mary, Blessed art thou among women. When the Holy Ghost overshadowed the virgin, the blessing entered into the universe. The apostle and the high priest of our profession, the writer said. The apostle is God's representative to man. And the high priest is man's representative to God. What a blessing. When Paul told the Ephesian and that Ephesus bunch, brother, read about the city of Ephesus, every kind of sin. But he dipped his quill in the ink and said, and he hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings. He came into this earth blessing coming to seek and to save that which was lost. And as he was taken up, a body without blood, nail prints in his hands, I'm leaving. He blessed them as he ascended. God wants us blessed. He wants us blessed. He's not against us. He wants us came to do what I come to do and I finished my work and I am ascending and brother he led captivity captive and that's not all he then even gave gifts unto men gifts of the ministry gift of the Holy Ghost he blessed he gave them the promise go back to Jerusalem and tarry there until you be endued with power from on high and it was on the strength of that promise and the blessing Amen. that even in his absence and he's no longer visibly and physically with them they return to Jerusalem with great joy he blessed us and he gave us a promise and then the Bible said in the closing of the book of Luke and they were continually in the temple praising and blessing God Pentecost came, Pentecost came, and the last portion of that beautiful second chapter, that same group is praising and blessing God. Let's keep having church. He's gone, but he said he's coming back. He left, but he left us with a promise. Glory to God, he left, but he left us with a blessing. No reason to quit now. Let's just keep having church. Hey, after the healing of the lame man, don't say anymore. Don't preach anymore. What do you think? Are we to obey you more than God? We're going to keep having church. Don't say anymore. Don't preach anymore. And the Bible said that it spread no further among the people. 
hey, 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 hey. I want to tell you, that's what the devil's interest is. He don't want it to spread nowhere in sulfur. He don't want it to spread no more in southwest Louisiana. He don't want it to spread in southeast Texas or any other place on the planet. That there's been notable miracles done, we can't deny. He's walking, he's leaping, he's shouting. There's power in what they have. There's victory in what they're doing. There's power in the blood. There's power in the name. We can't deny it, but we don't want it to go any further. Hey, hey, hey. But we don't care what the devil don't allow. We're going to keep on. 